1: McDowell's Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle Cook Mortgage, LLC, Disciples Coffee, a Christian coffee shop and roastery in Garden City, Christian Brothers Automotive, Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment, Domino's Pizza, Diamond Heating and Cooling, Hoffman Autobody, Someone You Can Trust, Zero Res Carpet Cleaning, and Dodd Roofing. And now, here's your host, Skip Hall.
0: Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host Skip Hall. Well, we've got the return of John Strain again today. We're going to continue on with his new book that he's in the process of writing, called "You Got to Listen." The name of the ministry is "You Got to Ask," and now it's about "You Got to Listen." And uh, how do we discern between the things we hear? If are they coming from God, or are they coming from some somewhere else? And We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the consequences of obeying as well. Obedience is certainly a big part of this. So, John, welcome back.
1: Hey, thanks
0: for having me.
1: And yeah, you know, the subtitle of that book, Skip, really fits the two stories that we'll probably talk about today in that Jesus is speaking to and through all kinds of people. And these are two; these are shockers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're gonna one biblical one right. uh, story that I, that Personal, you and I have
0: yeah. experienced together a little bit with a group of men. Yep, that you got to meet yesterday. Right. So let's let's kick it off, John. Where would you like to start?
1: Oh gosh, well maybe we should start with those uh, men, but uh, maybe there's a story though, Skip, in the scriptures in in the book of Acts about a guy named Ananias who just got massively disrupted by God. That that might be the best place to start, but as uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 10, and the following verses say, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, here I am, Lord. So he's available. Mm -hmm. But then the Lord drops the bomb. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire of the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying. And he has seen a vision, uh, in a vision, a man named Ananias come and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, talk about getting put in the corner. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, we've got this all set up. You're going to go do this. And Ananias is going, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. You mean this Saul of Tarsus? And um, so he's kind of freaking out, and then he throws his objection up here. Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to, to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call upon your name. And the Lord said, "Well, go for he's a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before gentiles and kings, and I will show him how much he will suffer for my name's sake." And so, you know, I you can just imagine uh this has got a lot of specific information in it. It's pretty succinct though, right. but it's very specific and you could imagine the fear. I don't even know what you'd liken this to. Maybe uh, you're going to go speak to a Hamas leader oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who
0: doesn't like you. Once it would just soon take you out. So you got to have a, a mixture of apprehension and faith. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and and
1: then you're kind of challenged. All, what do I ultimately fear? God Himself or my my own death? Mm. You know. And and at some point, everybody has to decide. What they're going to ultimately fear. And I, I heard uh, Jordan Peterson at a speaking event, somebody wrote a question into him, Skip, and said, how are you so brave in the face of cultural and political pounding that you take from people and even you know, your own government? He's from Canada. <clears throat> and he, he just quickly fired back. He says, I'm not brave. I'm just afraid of the right thing. <laughs> right. And I, I love that response because I think I think all of us you know and Ananias goes here am I you know ultimately that sounds like he respects God and fears God ultimately but then God puts this assignment on him that must have been scary yeah so we'll come back to that but the other story we'll kind of weave these together sure. uh, you met my friend Eric yesterday yes I did because he's hosting a yeah. group of men that and I'm kind of leading that but he is the host in his conference room, and there was I think about a dozen guys yesterday. It has been an amazing story, mm. but it, but in the midst of this story, one day Eric was working out, and he is at a, he's a CrossFit guy, so he's working out, and he's sitting next to another man, and he heard he heard a, a kind of a and something go through as I don't know I wouldn't say it's audible, but clear voice go through his mind's ear, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it said, invite Chris to the men's group. Mm-hmm. And he he was just kind of shocked by that. And he went, what? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> he goes, I can't because Chris is kind of a skeptical guy and right. a little, little intimidating to, you know, I think most of the CrossFit guys that were around him say he's a little intimidating guy. And Eric's re- first reaction was like, no, he would never be open to that. Mm. And that would just, you know, and and then, so he goes, Lord, is that you? And then it came again, Skip. Mm. Uh, he heard it was only, it was a little stronger the second time. Invite Chris to the men's. So Eric is an obedient kind of guy. Right. He's he. I, th- I think his heart's set like Ananias's. But he just said okay. So he he said, "Hey Chris, you know about this men's group that we have?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Why don't you come?" Yeah. And he goes, "I'd love to, Eric." <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of like you would. <laughs> <laughs> so so Chris put or uh, Eric puts out um, code red to you know kind like, hey guys, you never believe who's going to visit our group and everybody's like you got to be kidding yeah we would have never thought yeah you know haps would be open to this so anyway so off they go uh he shows up skip the next week and just became an immediate participant in the discussion about god and life questions mm-hmm. i mean just like he'd been there for months you know right and bill he knew the guys there so Um. So later on, I I had to go back and revisit this with um Chris. Got very comfortable with this, and I asked him, "Well, you know, you're kind of known to be a skeptic. How come you're listening? And like, why why would you be open to even come to something like this?" And he said, "Well, it's probably because I heard Jordan Peterson again. A Jordan Peterson comment, and then." In fact, I, I was just looking for his statement here. This is exactly what he said. Okay. Something I heard Jordan Peterson say in a podcast, what you want most is where you least want to look. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he said, in my case, I thought this might be about God. And so I should be more open to that. And that's why, So that's why he came. And then, so he engages with these guys. He's starting to get his, some of his questions answered. And we're sensing some, a lot of spiritual movement. In his heart, and then eventually started reading the Bible with his family, and so we bought him a Bible, an actual Bible. He was reading out of a Bible app, and then he shot a picture to us a few days after that. It was was his son reading this big, heavy ESV Study
0: Bible, Mm, no,
1: and we said, "Wow, his and I mean, Daxton's like eleven years old or something," and so we said. So I, I, we got another Bible for him and sent another one home. But So all this stuff was going on. So then what happens, the story continues. Chris is enjoying this so much, he invites another guy named Remy. <laughs> and uh, Remy shows up, and uh, he goes, I like this. He goes, this this feels like my church, right. <laughs> or, what, or what I want right. church to be. This is right. church for me because right. the way we get to talk about this stuff and look at the bible to really get pretty raw you know and share a story so he invited another guy named j p and they had had discussions we didn't know this at the time but we found out later that he and j p had during covid were buddies they'd sit out under the stars <laughs> their neighbors and and just they talked a lot about god and God questioned. JP was more of the skeptic. Yeah. But his time would open up, uh, or JP would open up, and he came to the men's group, enjoyed how we talked about all these things, and was finding his way. Right. And so so yesterday when you joined the guys, we had a picture of these guys standing on the beach of the Boise River. Several of them, there's about a dozen guys in the picture, but several of them had been baptized. And JP um, was one of them, and it's and it's kind of an amazing thing that from man to man to man, you know, people
0: you wouldn't expect to come in Mm. and be open to this did, and men will come if if it's an attractive thing, and that's obviously what's happening is that one by one they're they're coming into the group, yeah, they're finding it attractive. It's other men sharing their their stories and. Struggles and all that, so yeah, men men will come. Yeah, hey, I noted something. You you shared some of your story with the guys when
1: you were coaching up in Seattle at the University of Washington, and you there was a time period, uh, you know, you're you dumped your little box of bling out, you know, right. and so these were my god boxes, yeah. this is, you know, these my rose bow rings, orange bowl rings, That's orange what bowl I rings. yeah, watches, yeah. But then but you started, you know, Virginia hit you with a pretty hard question one day, but but even maybe even a little bit before that, but definitely after that, you kind of became more open, were listening to things. Oh yeah. And uh I thought that was a real interesting season. Yeah. That I I wanted to ask you to if you could summarize that a little bit. Like what were what were some of the things that, you know, finally like Chris, he said, Well, I need to be open here. Mm And explore this. Mm-hmm.
0: you recall some of those things that God used in you. Right, right, right. Well, it was almost like a little tap on the shoulder at times and and I, I didn't hear the Lord saying, you need to work with this player. He's he, he needs he needs somebody to come alongside and and you know, I think just being vulnerable, when people sense that you're vulnerable, you're sharing with them, you, what your life has been all about, and and uh, things that you look forward to, and but yeah, I think we come alongside each other as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Yeah, yeah, and all these guys have value; they've all got something to contribute to the group, and but yeah, I just think uh, you're being transparent and being vulnerable. Yeah, when they see that, why then they say, okay, maybe maybe I can do this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really refreshing to see those guys and listen to them. And there was a lot of joy in them, too. You know, they were, they were happy, happy campers. And uh, so, yeah, that was, that was a good time for sure.
1: It It is a, it is a big family in there. It has become so. And it's kind of interesting because you look around and you kind of go, okay. Yeah. They, most of them have working out, whether CrossFit or some other things in common. But, um, but there's a there's a such an affinity now that they've found in the beyond the social, but it's in this whole spiritual front. Yeah, and you're right. So the environment of the group is grace, so they can come in and just put it there. Right. They can be tell the truth about themselves mm-hmm. and still be yep. received and embraced. In fact, more received right. in some ways because they're true right and 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 then there can be about the truth as well and saying you know I can draw near to this it's not going to smack me but it's uh but it's kind of risky to for anyone and everyone to kind of think I I need to listen to God yeah or be open to that and how might that come and i think god is gentle with us i think his voice is gentle and like a you know the still small voice, the gentle whisper. Um, he's not harsh and brash and divisive and condemning and separating. You know all these things that we experience often mm-hmm. from other people. I mm-hmm. think that's the enemy's voice. Yep. But God comes in, a, in affirming, gentle whispers. And so I, I, but but it's very clear too. And so, so I think it's interesting for us to step back here and kind of go, well, how did how did Ananias know? That was God. How did Eric know mm-hmm. that was God? And that's the kind of the point of this book, because we, you know, put the 10 S's S's yep. of that are indicators, characteristics mm-hmm. that are just always there in these stories. Yep. yep. And that's what yep. shocked me, and I thought, well, this this deserves to be kind of written up. And back of the book, we when we tell stories, I always summarize all these things in the appendix of uh, just kind of going through and showing. And, well, for example, uh, with Ananias and, you know, it's the first thing we look for, Skip, is it's scriptural, yep. you know, and, and Jesus said, I, look, I'm going to give you the words and you're going to speak before kings and Gentiles and uh, nation of Israel and testify. And so guess what he says here? That So Jesus said all that. And then uh, I think it's interesting that, uh, well, I'll get to that in a minute. I was going to think, you know, part of this is that Saul has heard of some of this stuff already. Mm-hmm. But, but now, you know, here he's sending Ananias, and Ananias is going, this sounds deadly for me. This, this sounds dangerous. Mm-hmm. And God goes, well, listen, hey, I'm a little smarter than you, and that's a second, yes. Yep. I, he is a chosen instrument of mine. That's what he tells him. Right. So I need you to go, rise and go to Saul. So that's that's surprising. So he asked him to do something that's really surprising. He goes, what? It's like Eric. Invite mm-hmm. Chris to the minister. What? Mm-hmm. And there's surprise. There's always that. And then there's a, a specific answer, you know, and we ask questions back. And uh, Eric, you know, had already been asking God to, you know, who should I invite to the men's group? So this was kind of a like a delayed answer, but God said now. <laughs> I want you to invite Chris now. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Paul's sitting in Damascus, so he says, Ananias, I need you to go to him now. And and these are timely things, and so I think there's you know urgency there. But In both cases, I wonder if people had been praying for Saul, probably praying for protection from him. Yes. Because he was out persecuting and tormenting them and arresting them, uh, the Christians. And then, um, but I love this too, Skip, uh, another, you know, there's a synced one-liner here. That's usually the case with Mm -hmm. God when he tells us something, arise and go to Saul. He's a chosen instrument. And that's spot on, right? And so he tells him exactly what to do, and then a a seventh thing is it's spiritually fruitful. And he said, "Well, here's what's going to happen: He's going to bear my name." And let's just stop and think about that. Saul went. Saul, who became Paul, right, went all over Europe, Asia. What we, you know, we'll call. I mean, pretty much the then-known world. This guy. You know, in a three major missionary journeys, the last one paid for by Rome, <laughs> he was under arrest, yeah. and, and he proclaimed. He started, he planted churches in capital cities, if, if you will, mm-hmm. around the entire Roman empire. And then, what do we have? Well, we've got a Bible that's two-thirds made up of him, of what he wrote to those churches. And and those letters, mm-hmm. and you go. That is amazing, you know, to think about. Maybe not volume two thirds, but just number of books, yeah. Number of entries. No kidding. And um, and then he mentored, you know, a guy who wrote a significant version of it too. Luke wrote Luke Acts, and mm-hmm. so you go. This, I'd say, that worked out pretty good. That I am really glad in retrospect, and I'm sure Ananias and is. That he went and listened to God's voice. So, but again, it's just, you know, it's just really kind of a shock for us at times. Yep. I was thinking about, you know, if we think about our influence, who influenced us, there's kind of the upline and then there's kind of a downline. well, Well, who am I inviting? Yeah. And what I appreciate about your story that you shared. Uh, yesterday, you kind of threw it both directions to the guys. You talked about, here are some of the people. Yeah, my wife is the one who hit me with that jarring question. Mm -hmm. Do you love, you know, what is ultimately going to matter? Is it all these rings and watches? (laughs) You are you know, with football achievements? Yeah. Or is it God that you will? And, you know, she busted you hard. Yeah, yeah. She laid it out there. She, She did, but it... And as a wife can do, or uh, you know, a lo- somebody who loves you more than anyone on planet Earth can do.
0: Yeah, but then Matthew six thirty three became my the verse that I hung on to. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then these things can be added unto you. Huh. And that that really was my my rock. You know.
1: And and you know what? That became what you feared most. Yeah, what you loved most. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I, That's what's really powerful there. But what was really eye-popping, I, I didn't even read all the texts I got back to you from the guys. Really? They were very impacted by your story. And you know what? We, you and I got to talk about a lot of things we did mm-hmm. and uh, 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 your pattern of how many, you know, you've done a lot of speaking around the community, You got a book out, but... But more so, you've just been jumping into the into the spot with a lot of people who yeah. who sometimes their lives are upside down. But you've been a guy who has shown up to be there for them. You've invited them to take a next step towards God. Sometimes that's been an invitation into a group, right. right? And you and I both know, you know, about one significant group that's still going many many years later yeah. because yeah. it all started with you jumping in. Yeah. Helping a guy who's upside down. Yeah, guy um, that was hurting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and your life is full of stories like that. And um, I can't help but sit here and think that's got to be really satisfying for you to be able to enjoy that. Yeah, and, yeah. and I will I tell see. you for the younger these younger men
0: that was really good for them to hear. Good. good, glad to hear that. It's one thing we can do as as Christians is we share our stories and how— God has impacted us in our life, you know, and the more experience that we get, the more stories we get and, and, and all that and the the, the older need to minister to the younger too, you know yeah, yeah, I think we, we go both ways on it. We've got an upline, we've got a downline, and we, we need to, uh, we need to mentor the young people coming up.
1: We surely do. It all starts you know, we could ask ourselves, is there anything more important than listening to God? You know, if there's a God who speaks, and if he speaks, does he intend to be heard? Yeah. We will have to assume yes. (laughs) And then the question is, am I open to him? Mm -hmm. And am I open to him in the moment in some cases? And that's what really you got to listen is all, all about. And so sometimes it might be just a, will I show up for Ananias? Yeah. Yeah. Will I speak to Haps and invite him to the men's group? Will I and, I, and I don't, sometimes it's not a loud speaker. Most of the time it's not. I think sometimes it's just that text to the spirit, you know, to the soul, the spirit of us, where God's spirit mixes with our spirit using spiritual thoughts, spiritual words. And it's a very gentle and bite skip, you know, or and that kind of thing. And, that, and that's what's so—and he, and he's just
0: always there with us. Yeah, I was going to say the Francis Schaeffer quote. Oh, yes. You know, he is there, and he is not silent. A lot of people probably think that God's just somewhere up there and just kind of looking over everything and not saying anything, but he's communicating.
1: yes. And I and I think the confusion, maybe the agnosticism, the reason we go, I don't know if that's him or not, Mm. is we just haven't learned to. Well, uh, what are we going to do with the assumption? Yeah, should I assume that he is speaking to me, that he wants to, that? But how should I hear him if he is? Right. And and so I think most of us who are, you and I certainly agree with this, and probably most of the people listening to us. Well, it's God. You got to start with Scripture. That's got to be foundational, right, and test everything by that. Now, that's right. a given. That's it. But the other things that we put, we add in here are not so obvious. The fact that he's smarter than us, it's often surprising. It's usually an answer to something we've already yeah, asked him. Sure, yeah. It's succinct. It's spot on. It's spiritually fruitful as we get down the road and see what happens. Uh, and it's almost always supported by, eventually, uh, by spiritually gifted people that are around. It's it's usually salvation-minded. Yes, You know, he is seeking and saving lost people. He's speaking to and through all kinds of people because he wants them to come to know him. And, and the other thing, Skip, is uh, when he speaks to us, he's usually serving other people's best interest. And it's not necessarily ours, but it de- will include ours, but initially it might be, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not I'm sure Ananias wasn't thinking about what was good for Saul. He's <laughs> 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 just trying to survive him. Yeah, no so okay. anyway, that's uh, those are just some of the the gems in these yeah. two stories. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yep,
1: absolutely. And, I, and I hope we'll encourage some people to hear
0: his voice today. Yes, yes. And don't hesitate to maybe be the, the one that starts a new group, you know. You get one or two guys, and pretty soon it's going to be four, five, six, and and that's how it works. Yeah. So, it, anyway, it John, good good stuff, really good stuff. And we'll get back at this again next week. I hope you're able to do that. Yeah. You bet. All I'm right. always on tap. We'll continue on. So we want to thank the sponsors. We've got some wonderful sponsors, and we want to say thank you for helping us do this on the air and share with uh, many people. So God bless you, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday, as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend, and remember: no game plan, no victory.